So there's a, a Shabbos for the tag. The tag, Hever, the... I grew up, Tag was a girls' school. I grew up, Tar Academy of Farakaway was called Tag. But in Baruch Hashem, there's a movement called the Tag Movement where people are making sure that people are putting filters and properly protecting their families, themselves and their families, that there's tremendous access, incredible, incredible access exists to all different all different ideas and all different things that we can access and to make sure that it's safe for us and our children. And it's interesting, I, we're Zeich in the, in the community to have a Yid, a, a tremendously special person, right, Meyerfeld, and he's the head of the Teah group, and I expressed to him my concern. I sat down, I had a meeting about over a year ago, and I expressed all this talk about filters and this amazing focus on filter and blockages. And I d- expressed that there's a tremendous need for closer relationships, that the filters is, is one part. We need to put equal airtime to connection, relationship. We have to be closer to our children. Avada, we have to be more, we have to physically touch our children more. We have to have honest conversation with our children. And I expressed that that has to be a response. And he told me something fascinating. He told me from Ramatisio Solomon, and who was a big part of the tag movement, that the word of all the filtering and all that we're doing, he said a guy was a guy was in his office. He told me a guy was in his office getting this filter, and the guy said, "I don't get it. I have at work. I could do this. I know how to get around these filters. Like what?" He was like talking to him. What am I doing? And he explained to him from him at the CEO Solomon that the point of the filters and going to Ted, which I hold stark in the community, we have a good percentage, but we have to get everybody to go. Everybody. When I understood what he was saying, it became much more meaningful to me. He said the point is that we're responding to something. The point is that we're thinking about the sugi. He said, I'm aware there's many, many details in this sugi that we have so much access that the walls of the the walls of, uh, that used to separate us are, are, have fallen down, so there has to be a response, a thoughtful thought out. Of course, he said, of course, part of the response, somebody runs to the filter place, understands that I have to respond to this situation. So, of course, a huge part of the response is talking more to my children, being more emotionally connected, involved, part of their lives, but of course... He said that's exactly the intention of going to the filter and going to tag offices is saying that I'm thinking about the situation for my wife, for my children, for me, and I'm dealing with the situation. If somebody goes to the tag for himself, to the tag offices, and he has an assignment and he doesn't ask himself, Hey, what can I do? Maybe I have to resolve childhood traumas. Maybe I have to start working out my own. He said that the point of the offices where people should go, they're announcing that I'm responding, I'm seeing situations, nisyanis, all different matzavim that happen, and I'm responding, I'm thinking about it. This, this matzav, there's a whole generation of people, and we didn't know. 
The walls came down fast, there was access, and tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people were impacted a lot. Even if somebody was in a home that didn't have one computer or one device, but a kid in the class, somebody in the class had devices, even if that kid in the class didn't show that boy one thing, but his behavior and his curiosity and his conversation was a certain way, it has impact. And the word of this tag movement and people going there and putting filters on their phones and, and, and is saying that I'm addressing a situation. The same guy who goes to the tag office, the expectation, the absolute expectation is he's thinking about the soldier. He went to the office after all, he's that kind of guy. He's responding to a situation. And they're hoping such a guy touches his kid more often. He gives more hugs to his kids. They're hoping such a guy is more in touch with his own emotions, is more in touch with his kids' emotions, is bonding in a deeper, more healthier way. It's all part of what Rabbi Matasio Solomon had in mind in this whole movement of tag. I was very energized when I heard that. That gave me a lot of... That, that just, of course, our greats understand the situation. I want to encourage, certainly, we should put, put the filters on that we need to. Of course, to make every shmira that we can to, to be safe and healthy for ourselves, for our families. And of course, we're thinking about the sugya and anything in that sugya. In a world where there's a lot of exposure, in a world where there's access to all different things that we have, that we have, that we're that we're walking forward with confidence, with happiness, with the plan, with an attachment to Taiv, it's certainly a world with a lot of access. So I wanted to encourage this Shabbos is a Shabbos. I won't be zayicha to be with my friends this Shabbos, but I wanted to encourage in each of our shuls in the, in the community there'll be speeches and gatherings about this, our own thoughts about situations we're raising families in very unique, in very unique times when we know on our kids there's something very cool about it, that we know in our kids there's access to all different things. I think about this a lot in yeshiva, that, that the average kid has access, it's interesting, doctors talk about this, people go to doctors now and they know a lot could be very, very bad. Your doctor will yell at you. You come, anything, any symptoms we have, we look up and we freak out. You're looking up all about a pimple on the arm and you read what, what it could be, what it should be, what it might be. You start, you start getting heart palpitations and you come. It's an age of a lot of information. And access to a lot of knowledge, and that affects. It must be fascinating being a doctor today with people coming knowing so much. And we live in an age there's a lot of information. I have seen Bachram know things, know certain types of kfira, that, that a guy who was struggling 20 years ago, 15 years ago, didn't know anything about it. A kid today is struggling, he's not feeling good in yeshiva, he has access to all different ideas and thoughts, complicated stuff. So on the one hand, you could say, oh my goodness, we're fighting so much, this is so difficult. I actually appreciate that it's not a, that what we have is the MS. Tyre is the MS. A life of Hashem is the MS. I appreciate that we could have all the access in the world not to be Nishtaimim. 
We have the goods in Torah, in Avodah Hashem, we have the goods. So we have to plug in, Stark. The word of serving Hashem is not because nobody knew better. It's not because nobody knows anything else. So you saw this video, that, this Apikairis, Yamamish Nishtaimim. Let's learn Rashi. Let's fight and learn Rashi. Rashi competes more than competes. But Avada, we have to have a response to ignore it and pretend there has to be people that are well aware of what's going on. Just the awareness. I've told so many people, people talk of their kids safe. It could be years ago if your kid was miserable and he's in some school and he's miserable and he's surviving. He's not safe today. If he's not plugged in, I, I met with an old friend and his son for the last week I've been handling with an old friend. And I, was, I was talking a lot to him. If your son's not plugged into something stark, he's not excited about a mahalach and ruchnis. He doesn't have something that, he, that resonates by him stark. He's in tremendous sakana today. And Baruch Hashem, we're at an age and a stage when we, ha- we have no choice but to plug in stark, the Yiddish guy. All this should be part of the thoughts. Go to your tag office. Get your phone filtered and these tzaddikim. But this is what they're saying to us. They're not saying filter. They should literally at the tag office, they should ask, are you happy? Are your kids happy? But that's what they're saying. They just can't discuss every area. That it's interesting. But Mayor Feld told me, mamish what Rematisio Salman had in mind. He said a guy goes to the office, he's hoping, a guy's thinking, hey, there's a lot of... If he thought that the whole answer is a filter, so, so Stama guy's... The filter was part of what a person could be mishtadel to say, I'm handling the sugya. That's what he expressed here, Matasio. I thought that was, Matasio doesn't need askama from a cup in Kamaini, but it was just to hear the machshavis of a tzaddik and what they're thinking, the profoundness of their ideas, and all this he had in mind with the filters. So, of course, of course, this is something we have to push and encourage and make sure we're all making moves to ensure ourselves and our mishpachas stay tremendously loyal to Hashem. I, I, I've spoken in, in the parasha, it speaks about Shmiris Habris. It speaks about Shmiris Habris. There's the topic, what Shmiris Habris is, as Brisis Shmar, to guard Hashem's bris. So Shmiris Habris has taken on, people speak about what Shmiris Habris, the ikr of Shmiris Habris means that a person's a loyalist to Hashem. A bris is a treaty between us and Hashem. And the ikr word of Shmir Sabris is when a person's loyal even when nobody sees. He's a loyalist to Hashem through and through and through. That's Shmir Sabris. Shmir Sabris is you're alone somewhere and you're davening mincha and you're putting an erlucha mincha. That's, a, that's his person who's Shemir That's The topic has taken on all different meanings by people. Their pratim, this is the ikr nekud of being wazaych al brischa shechasamta bibsarenu. To have a bris milah in our body. And the shaymer abris is a loyalist to Hashem. I remember years ago we were zaych in our city. Rev Ratman, your Rosh Hashiva, Rev Ratman Zatzal, this wonderful prince. Rev Ratman said a eulogy in Waterbury on his Rebbe, Rev Kreisworth. He said a eulogy in this city. You remember Yitzchak? He spoke and he said a eulogy on his red of Kreisworth. Now, I remember what he said. And he said there was the public person of Kreisworth. 
And he said, I saw him functioning in the public arena. He was a big, tremendous Rosh Hashiva, Tamut Chacham, a Baal Chesed, and he was very much in the public arena. But he said when he prayed and nobody saw him, he prayed the same way. He said he was the same man out of the limelight also. He described this, that's a person who Shemir Abris. That he's true to who he was, even when nobody's around, nobody will see. But he's true to his commitment to Hashem, that's a Shemir Abris. That times we can cut corners, we can do things that are unethical in all different manners, and say, who's going to see? But the person Hashem sees, and he's a loyalist to Hashem, that's a Shemir Abris. A guy in at his work who can play some games and take some dollars he doesn't deserve. And won't get caught, he won't get caught out. But he says as a Rabbanishalon, that's a Shem Rabris. Somebody who's true to his commitments, even I, I grew up, I read a lot of stories of the Holocaust, and from the from the most moving are the stories of people in such dark and difficult circumstances, and they were loyal to Hashem. And nobody would mark it, nobody would know, nobody was but they were a Shem Rabris. They stayed true to a relationship. That's the Iker Pirish of, of, of Shemir Abris. So, we should all be Zaychid. There's a lot of walls have come down and a lot of access to all different stuff. We want to be people who are Shemir Abris, who are true to our, our promises to be loyalists to Hashem. We want Mishpachas that are true to it. And then we have to ask ourselves in, in all different ways. What are the eights? We go to that office and we do that. We announce we're people who want to be loyalists to Hashem. And we're going to do everything it takes. I'm going to think about it. We're going to plan out with our mishpachas how we can have true homes. That is the, that's the idea of this, of this Heilige movement called Tag. At the beginning of Parshas Vayera, the Malachim come to Avram Avinu and it calls them Shloisha Anashim calls them three men come to Avram Avinu. When they come to light, it says, it calls them angels. By Avram Avinu, when they appear, it calls them three men. And when the same three angels come to light, it calls them Malachim. Only two of them come to light. But the three of them, one drops out. The three of them come to Avram Avinu, it calls them Anoshim. When they come to light, they're called Malachim. So Rashi is the Kasha, Shnei Malachim. Says Rashi, earlier it calls them Anoshim. Says Rashi, imaim, it calls them Anoshim. When the Shechina is there with them, it calls them Anoshim. When they don't have the Shechina, they're called Malachim. When the Shechina's with them, it calls them Anashim. So I saw some learn Pshat, what's, what's going on here? So some learn Pshat that when the Shechina's there, Klape the Shechina, they're called Anashim. You don't call them angels, everything pales, Klape the Shechina. So there, the Shechina, when they came to Avram Avinu, is Vayere love Hashem, Hashem was there. So Klape Hashem, it calls them Anashim. When they came to light alone, it calls them angels. They lose their title when they're in front of Hashem. That's how some learn. But Revolba didn't learn that way in this Rashi. Revolba learned Pshat and the Rashi that when they were with the Shechina, 
So then they're higher than Malachim. They're called Anashim. A human being is higher than an angel. That's a Ravobel learned in the Reshim. Pashuk Shad. They're called angel. What the Shechina? Then they're Anashim. They're higher than angels. They're called the Bechina higher than angels when they're with the Shechina. In the presence of the Shechina, then they're already Anashim. When they're not in the Shechina, they're called Malachim. They're with the Shechina, they're called Anashim. It's interesting. I don't know if it like pumps everybody's esteem, like we're called Anashim are higher than angels. So, so here we've spoken about here about angels, that the, there's a whole realm that lives with Hashem, but the human being who with his decision chooses Hashem, the human being who with all the other things, there, there's a lot of human being could choose. We go and put filters. There are other things you can choose. We have choice and we have decisions to make. And the human being chooses. He's higher than an angel. An angel, this, this is what he has. This is what he knows. There is no other choice. And the one, the, the, the Adam, that has shayach, the choice, is higher than an angel. To the point that when the Malachs in the presence of the Shekhinah, we call him Anashim. He merits the title when he's around the Shekhinah. That's a revolver learned, Pashib Shadim Rashi, that when the Shekhinah is there, so then he, he gets a higher title. The angel now, we call him Anashim. He's in the presence of the Shekhinah. Amazing revolver. Amazing chizik about a human being with all our frailty. And everything but a, a human being is, is, is a higher bechina than a malachim. The human being is the one with his choice who chooses to serve Hashem. It's a higher bechina. Lemay says, so the angels, they come to light and we're taught about lights, madrega, lights, a Talmud of Avram Avinu, a wayward Talmud, but a Talmud nonetheless. And it says, Vayar light, very similar Lushan to the beginning of the parsha when Avram Avinu sees, Vayisena Vayar, and here it says light as well, Vayar light. Could just say the angels come to light, Vayakim Lakrasim, it says Vayar light, light sees them. So Rashi says he had the minig of his Rebbe, of Avram. Mi beis Avram lamad. He learned from the house of Avram, lachsar al-archim. He was looking for guests. Vayar loyed teaches us about his mahalach achayim, that like Avram Avinu, he was pursuing kindness. And he was machsar al-archim. He was looking for guests. He had a tremendous bikush for kindness, for chesed. He lived in a country that killed people for doing chesed. It was against the laws of the country. It was penalized by a death sentence. But he was a Talmud of Avram Avinu. And Vayar Loit, he was zuching, he was seeking chesed. He was looking, Pasha, to do chesed. As such, he was a Talmud of Avram Avinu. The Ramban describes a little later on of Light's tremendous madrega of chesed, Vayar Light. He's mamish like the Rebbe Avram, that he's zuching, he's seeking out to do chesed. He learns from Avram Avinu that a person, Pashat, is born to do kindness for somebody else. The line of Reb Chaim Velazhin, Nivra Adam El We're born to do good for somebody else. And as such, Light is looking for him, Vayar Light. This teaches us, me base Avram Lamad, the practice of light. He was looking for opportunities for kindness. That was what light was doing. They come to, they come, these malachim come to light's house, and all of a sudden the city's ready to lynch light. And Terem Yishkavu, Vanshir, Anshay, Stoim, Nasabal, Abayis, Minar, Vadzak, and Kolam, Mikatsa. 
everybody gathers against light to kill him. And they say, give us the men. I'd see him Bring them out. Send your guests out. And Light goes and faces this crowd. He closes the door behind him and he faces the crowd. And he says, no way. But then he makes like a very prost offer. The Ramban speaks out. He does something veiled. He's protecting his guests. But he sends out his daughters. He says, I'm willing to send out my daughters. That you could do what you want to my daughters. He named, and the, the Ramban speaks about that, that to, to, to light. This wasn't somehow his daughters doing, doing immoral activities. This wasn't light was willing, send out his daughters. He the Ramban already speaks out about the princess of light, about light's tremendous mistake, his willingness to send out his own daughters. Revolba spoke, Revolba right here spoke something very, very fascinating. It does seem like an elementary sin of light, I admit. I'm coming from Revolba. When we discuss light's mistake, his sidkus we see. He's willing, he's looking for guests. He's willing to give up his life to protect the guests. Amazing, he got from Avram Avinu. But then he makes a mistake. He sends out his daughters, a prostim. I said the Ramban calls light out for this proskite that he's not makbid on Zima. He send, he's willing to send his daughters out. Revolba spoke here that here he learned something from his Rebbe, tremendous kindness. But he clearly, there was an improportion doing the kindness in a way that here was inappropriate. Revolba spoke here about a Talmud. Now it's interesting that Revolba chose here to bring this out. It looks to us like an elementary mistake of light to send out his daughters. Revolba spoke about a Talmud, that a Talmud Avada learns from the Rebbe. But the Talmud has to have their own intelligence to understand how the Rebbe would behave here. Light takas a tremendous sitkos he learns from Avram. But Revolba says the Talmud didn't understand midas atzmai, that his Rebbe wouldn't have been naig this way. It's like a certain imitation of the Rebbe. He's doing exactly like the Rebbe, except that's not how the Rebbe would be naig here. It, it fast, I would have brought out, from here it's hard for me to bring it out. I want to bring it out from a different Rashi. I want to, Revolba brought it out here. I want to bring it out the same point from a different Rashi. It fascinates me that light, it says, Kola Laila Rashi brings, light was saying Sunday Goyrim. Light was defending Stoim the whole night. That night, he has the angels by him, and the angels tell him we're destroying Sadaim. And Light spent the night saying good on Sadaim. He mamish, it says, Kola Laila Rashi brings. Light is saying Sanegar. Where do you think he got that from? What was Avram Avinu's Midah? Ayin Toiv. And the Gansenacht, Light is saying good on Sadaim. And there, I would say, Revolba doesn't say it on that Rashi, but on the Rashi that Loito Gansenacht is saying, Sanegaira, he's Pashat, 
It's the Rashi is in Pasuk Yud Beis, I believe. Rashi in Pasuk Yud Beis. Like the Me'acha Sha'isin of Allah Kazais. Rashi brings a Medrash Agada. They're doing such terrible things. Milcha Pischain Peh, Lumat Sanigaira Lechem. Who gave you a mouth to say good things? Shekola Laila, you mailis Aleim Tibus. Fascinating. The Gansanach, there was a big night. And there's a Ketchuk on the whole city of Sidaim. You know what Light was doing the whole night? He was saying good about the city. He was saying Sanegaira. That doesn't sound like Avram Avinu. The Ayin Toid, the Gansanach, that the Malachim was staying by Light. It's a stressful night. The city's threatening to lynch Light. There's so much kachin. You know what Light was busy? He was saying good about Sidaim. They're good people. I'm telling you, they're really good. And it's a taina on light. The malachim tell light, the chutzpah. Who gave you a mouth? It's wrong. See something wrong and recognize it for wrong. Here is the word of a person taking a midah he learned by his Rebbe. And there's a midah vayintayv. But a person has to understand every situation. And in this situation, it was a taina not to see that there was ra. He took a midah and something he had seen by his Rebbe that has a place and a time. Revolba spoke about the Talmud's not copying the Rebbe. Revolba on the parasha of light spoke about a Talmud absorbing everything from his Rebbe, but he spoke about das atzmacha, your own knowledge, your own understanding. And the Talmud, you can, there are many examples historically of great people whose Talmudim and Givistoifanim veered from their Rebbeim. Did it different. Kufa, because they were similar to their Rebbe. They understood the lessons of the Rebbe, but they understood its applications. From their own understanding and their own studying of the matter, understood the applications. I always, I always speak about in learning there are two types of paiskim. There are people like memorize piske halacha. They know like facts. Never ask somebody, that's not a paisik, a person who memorizes facts, not a paisik. They memorize like a lot of facts. That's the furthest from a paisik. Because every situ- if you just memorize all the facts, a little nuance of change in the situation could be as a different psak. A Pisic knows the heart and soul of the matter, knows the sugya, knows the shirish of the sugya. That's a Pisic. Then they're able, by knowing the svaras and the lundus of the sugya, to apply it to different cases. So here, a Talmud learns from his Rebbe Ayin Toiv, but there's a sugya of Ayin Toiv. When, how much, how to do it. And there's a Tainan light to hear Mamish, he looks so like his Rebbe, the Gansanacht, he's saying good about Stein. But there's a Taina who gave you a Pischein Peder doing Nevala. It's not the appropriate thing to say good on them. It's interesting, his, Re- his Rebbe Avram Avinu, when he was Mispalol for Sedaim, didn't say that he said good on Sedaim. He said, let Sadiqim be Megan on the city. Light took this to people doing Ra and didn't call out the Ra. He started being saying, he started saying good zachen about them. And there's a taina. They're Isaac and Nevala. Stop saying good zachen on them. Fascinating. Light 
is told by the angels. These malachim tell light ki mashchis manachdus amokim azeh. The angels tell light that we're destroying the city. Ki God lets our cousins play Hashem, and Hashem sent us to destroy the city. Light then speaks to his son-in-laws. Vayetzei light liyadavro chasanov. Light speaks to his son-in-laws. Light chebenaisav, the one who married his daughters. Rashi says they had erson not nesuin. Vayayim and he said, "Kumu sumen amakam azeh." We have to leave. We have to leave Sidaim. Ki mashkes Hashem is seir. Hashem's going to destroy the city. Hashem's taking Sidaim down. So we got to leave. We have to leave Sidaim. It was a joke in their eyes. They didn't believe him. His son in laws lost their lives. They didn't believe him. It was a joke. What's the shot? It was a joke. That's Kimitzachet. I'm sure he looked very serious, like fascinating Pasuk. That light tells his son-in-law, Sidaim's going to be destroyed. And to them it was a Mitzachet, it's a joke. Their son-in-laws didn't believe him. To the point they lost their lives. His son-in-laws gave up their lives. They didn't believe him. And here the Malachim tell light, it's intense night. The Malachim tell light, we're destroying Sidaim. Light says to his Adam, Chevra. Tzidayim's going to be destroyed tonight. It was a joke in their eyes. They didn't believe light. They didn't believe it was a joke. The shaila is what's the shot that it was a joke in their eyes. It doesn't seem like a much of a joking matter. And here they, they, they think it's a tzchaik. I wonder, I want to offer a pshat. There is, there is what's written. I want to offer a pshat. Very interesting. The Torah tells us very funny thing to think he's joking about. He says the city's being destroyed. He leaves. It doesn't sound much of a joke. I want to offer. It could be. I once. I, I remember seeing a lashon in the medrash. I haven't seen it in years. I looked. It's not right here. So I have to find where I saw this lashon. I thought I had in the medrash that it was a joke in their eyes is the pshat that he always joked about. They, this was the running joke. It was a joke in their eyes because they always joked about this. That's so why they always joke. A guy once described to me, a guy described me being by a rave, an inappropriate matzav. He described in the air you sense this is all not real. He said there's a tension of something that's fake, that, that's going to be exposed as a farce. And it was a joke because they knew the whole time in Sdaim, this world built against chesed and kindness, against godliness, was an existence that won't last. They always joked about Sdaim's demise. So as Kimitzachek Ben this was years. They didn't take him seriously. Yeah, yeah, we know. They always joked. <laughs> he had the shred. That was that running joke about when is Sdaim going under. The sense being in something that's devoid of godliness, this isn't going to last. There's a deep sense of that, that this is, this is only temporary. It's only, this, is not a, this is not eternal. So it was a joke, because it was the joke they always said. Okay, they, they chuckled on the shreys. Now, they knew it's serious. That's why they always joked about it. They knew it's serious. But it wasn't this time any more than the last five years that we've joked about it. That was the mitzachek peinich hasan. That's the joke. We always tell each other that joke. He said, guys, it's going under tonight's time. And they, they chuckled. We know it. We always, 
when is this ending? The, the sense of part of something that's not true, that's not about emes, is that it's temporary, that it's, it's, gonna, it's all going to blow away. It's all going to disappear. That's the sense when we're involved in Sheker, something that's not true. So that, it's funny that, it's funny, the Mitzachek Beinich Hasanov is not because they didn't think it was real, it's because they always spoke about this. So it wasn't any different this time. So he said, it's going down tonight. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, yeah. We said that the last three years. That was Kimitzachik That was the joke, the familiar joke in the home that they always spoke about that. Light is then, light is then told, yeah, it's time to leave Sadaim. We have to get out of Sadaim. And light, the famous Shalshelas, light is reluctant to leave. Now, what Reb Miller explained to us, and the fact that, I sh- that the Malachim say to him that you can't look back, don't look back. And we're taught as little kids that Light's wife looks back by Melech and she dies. What they're told is, is that if you move weiter and you move away from this and you renounce and reject what time is, but you disconnect it, you could be saved. If you disconnect from this, you can be saved. Even at that point, light struggles to disconnect. It's an avoider to disconnect. He had lived in Stein, and he didn't even have the full shittas of Stein, but Abifarti was in Sadaim. And he was impacted by Sadaim. And upon telling him the joke of his home that it's going to be destroyed, which he always said this is bound to blow up because there's nothing real here. But it was so hard to leave by Yismameya. He struggles and they have to like grab him out. And they're told don't look back means renounce this, give up on it. The glancing back is the seeing, is the wistful looking, but I like it. But there's good stuff here. And he's told if you look back, then you're still there. If you look back, then the only way you can survive, Lloyd, and your zchus is, is get out of here. Get out and renounce that which you know and you sense the sheker of this life that's not godly. You know the sheker. And at the point that you move away and don't look back and firmly and commit and understand this, is, this isn't right, so then be saved. This, then you could be saved. And Light's wife who looks back, who she's still connected, the looking back is the pshat, the wistful that wistful looking back so then she's vaita she's still, she's still a fan she's still part she couldn't pull herself out she's wistfully looking back and remembering uh, but there's so much quality here so then she's vaita part of Sadaim. that which is, is is devoid of godliness and for looking back for Pashat, for looking back, she turns to Nitziv Melech, she's still part. The schos of Light and his Mishpach was an opportunity to grab on and run towards what they know. Run towards what they know. I, once, I want to tell you something that I, I made an observation years ago, and I want to share this with you. I think, I think there's an avoid that you and I could do in our own lives. When I was learning in Eretz Yisrael, I made an observation I saw people, I saw guys come to the mirror, yeshiva, who were shtickle like Bali Chuvad pass, and they would run past a lot of us guys that were like always steiging, they'd run past us. 
Like two years in, the guy's a bigger masmid, bigger tzaddik. It's wondered, like, we're also running. What's the guy running past? And people would come who were more fresh, who had pasts and history. They'd run past us, us guys who were learning from youth. And I was yired to something and seeing them run past, which I think is the Indian here, of light. That light is told, don't look back. It's as follows. I'm going to use a sports analogy. That's my warped mind. I ask Mechila. In, in baseball, a guy hits a ground ball to the third baseman. There are two guys who run to first. You know the guy Gabriel, who looks up and sees the guy. He's running, but he's like checking out. The guy who runs the first, who gets there safely, just takes off. He doesn't watch. The spectators watch the play. I got to get the first base. It push, it slows you down. Menachem, you know what I'm talking about? The guy like hits the ball. He's, like, he's watching the fielder while he's running. You run slower like that. Whatever he does, he does. You put your head down and run to first base. You get there much faster. It slows you down. That millisecond, these are bang, bang plays. The good, smart ball player hits it, you know what I'm talking about. You hit it, you run to first. Don't look, you don't know. He fielded it clean. You're not watching the game. You'll watch somebody else. You're playing this game. Get to first base. When you're watching, the guy could like stumble a little bit, even slowly throw it. He still gets you out because you slow down. Your job was to run to first base. What I was yearing in Eretz is that a person steiging, but he's not fully, he hasn't decided something. He's hedging his bets. Good guy, I want to learn. There's a lot of geschmack. Oh. The, guy, the guy who made a decision, he made a decision, he's not looking back. He's not, he's not looking, he made a decision, what's tight, what's good. And he's running after something, b'chol koichay. He's running after, he's not looking over there while he's running over here. It's not a, it looks, Light's wife looks back at while she runs. There's a very good visual for us all. She's looking back while she's running. You don't run that fast. You, there. If you're looking back while you're running, then you're there too. And the word, what Light's given an opportunity, this is an opportunity Light has that the angels give him a chance to say, you always, and they've been joking for years, they know the truth, Mishpacha. They know the truth. And you have an opportunity to announce and decide and run with focus, with energy towards. That's what I saw in the guy who runs by the others. He decided something. He's not leaving it. He's not a free agent as a... He's decided. He's running like a man who's found something and towards something. And running there... I picture the light's wife who's running there but looking there. And in all our lives, we all have that visual very, very dear to me. The visual of Light's wife running there, but looking there. It's the guy running to first base, and I cooked at the third baseman. He's running to first. You're much slower. You're just slower. It's just the facts. You don't run as fast. You're running here, looking there. You're a slow runner. When you run there, look there. That's where you need to go. That's when you get to run and go there. That picture of Light's wife who's running to safety but looking back at Sadaim, wistfully lo- looking at Sadaim, you just don't run fast enough. She's swallowed up by Sadaim. And there's, there's a beginning in all our lives of a decision of, of pursuing that which we want, that which we hold, and we're not looking to the other place. We know and we've decided and we're running somewhere, not looking over there. 
It's interesting that I, I, I was thinking, I was visualizing Light's wife thinking about the tag offices, the filters. The guy is running somewhere, and I'm not looking there while I'm running here. I decided I have a focus, I have a vision, I have a plan of what I want, and I'm running here, looking here. We sang on in, in the shul, and many shuls we sang that we know what we want. We know what we want. We have a focus and a desire and a chukka, and we're running for it. We're running towards it. We're not running as half-baked runners. We're not running to first looking at third. We're not running away from Stein looking at Stein. We're running away from Stein and looking where we're running to. That picture that, that Light's wife is... I'll read the Pasuk. I'll read first. The pasuk says, "Himolad al lavshecha, save yourself. Al tabed acharecha, don't look back. Don't look back." T- and then later on, we're told about Light's wife. Vatabet ishtei meacharav, vatinitziv melech. She turns around. She's running. She's talking, running, but she's running while she's looking the other place. You run much slower like that. You don't run fast enough. I observed that in the mirror. I observed that the ones that were running, they were running towards. They weren't. Well, may I don't know. Let me try. The, the, one guy's running and he's looking over there. You don't run as fast. You're much slower. The other guy runs by you like you're standing still, because he's running and he's not looking over there. And in our own lives, in our own lives, in our own pursuits, in our own wants, when we keep an eye when we, on what we want, and we run in a way looking at what we want, with a tremendous focus on what we want, a decision, I think of a world of light who they joked for years. That's how I learned Pshat in the Pasuk, it was the joke of the family, they all knew something, and the, the people surrounded by a sheker know a sheker when they see it. But they didn't make a decision. So no, so you know it's Shekhar. So get out and run where you need to go. Be where you need to go and pursue what you need to pursue. Light has a tough time pulling him with all that he knows. He knew it for years and then the angels tell him what he knew all the years. He finds it hard to pull himself out. Even after the angels. His son-in-law's, it's the old joke we know already. This is Light, we know this joke already. We always talk about this. And Light himself, who was told by the angels, he has a tough time, Poems. We have to look at what's true. Look at what's true, look at our goals, and pursue them with a tremendous focus on the things that we want, a tremendous energy, a tremendous passion on what we want, not, not with the uncertainties. We can be certain and we can run with a certainty. That's what I wanted to share. I think it's a very, very good picture. Light's wife... Running and looking back is a good picture to the way not to run to first base. Look at first base, focus on first base, and put your head down and run there. There's something we can, that we could do, and with a tremendous sense of purpose, we should run to, to the places away from the storms to godliness. To base Avram, to the Mides of Avram, to the house of Avram, to the ideals of serving, of loyalty to Hashem, with a tremendous, tremendous sense of purpose and awareness of this is what we want, this is what we want to do, this is what we want to be. It's interesting. You talk, I'm not here to dare shit about filters. People complain when they make filters, it slows down the phone. I love that visual. I happen to like that. If I put on a filter, it slows down the machine. 
So I like that because you're always going to have l'chatchilas and b'diyevets in all our lives, every decision. Anything I do, if I, if I don't have a filter, my l'chatchil is my, my surfing, my web surfing, my b'diyevet is my ruchnis. What the filter, so my, my ruchnis is l'chatchil and my web surfing. It's always a question, what am I pursuing? And then based on what I'm pursuing, what, what fits where? What is, what's first place? When we run with shtarkeit, then everything's in line. Things are in sync. I know what I want. So then I know what's my l'chatchil What is what priority? We all have much in our life. And they're all part, all the aspects, our vacations are part of the service of Hashem, our going to work's part of it. That's not the opposite of running to serve Hashem. Chalil of a servant of Hashem has a job, he makes money for his mishpacha, obviously. A servant of Hashem takes vacations, obviously. A servant of Hashem is healthy, obviously. He eats, obviously. A servant of Hashem has a lot of aspects. But when the focus is right, they're all in the right place. The amounts and the way. and It's all in the... Because I know what I'm going after. So everything's in its place, in its correct amount and place. And there's all the details. There's one pursuit and one focus. And things fit towards that focus. When the person's hedging their bets. <laughs> so then things are at a priority. You're running there, looking there. You're running there, looking there. <laughs> so then, okay, then things are at a priority, but it slows down. You don't know what's priority, yeah, it slows down this. But, but if I'm running there to go there, so it's slowing down this. But I have what's l'chatchila, what's b'diyam. I have priorities. I have things in order, what I'm pursuing. So we sh- all of us should be zeichet to run towards Hashem, to run to service of Hashem and with the full awareness that we're not looking any other we know what we want we know where we're headed to run like like, like the Malach said to run don't look to the other don't look back at Stein don't run looking at Stein run looking at Yerushalayim at Hashem at Beis Avram run looking the right way Hashem